This is CliffCentral.com. Simon and Nongke, welcome to the show. It's uh, another hour of uh, Frankly Speaking. Dumelang Roy Sang Shavalala. Andrew Levy. How are you, man? I'm good. Daring. <laughs> uh, I'm right. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, I'm interested by what's happening in this conversation today. Like, I have no idea where we're going today. That's good. That's uh, Every now and then it helps to, to, to be lost. Y- you think so? Yeah. Yo, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm worried. We've got two very, very cool people in the studio, both freaking rad, and uh, you've got some ideas, and I have no idea. So tell me. Yeah, so you know, it's 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 Mandela, it's Mandela Nelson Mandela Day season. Um, it was Nelson Mandela Day <laughs> yesterday, um, and um, and and we thought, you know what? Let's let's take let's take a look at this theme from a different angle. And uh, one of those themes, if you remember Nelson Mandela's speech on the Ravonia the Ravonia trial speech, mm-hmm. uh, he said, "I fought against white domination, fought against black domination." Um, and I think the, the the big thing that we wanted to to look at is um, how have things changed uh, since the time that he made that speech since 1994. How mm. have things changed? And we zoomed in as we were having conversation on um, uh, a particular subset of people who we felt were backing the trend, who seemed to have um, probably gone further than the rest of us in terms of making that Mandela ideal come true. Mm, mm, mm. And these are people who occupy spaces that were traditionally, historically set aside for people of a certain skin color. So mm-hmm. in this instance, we're speaking to two amazing men who um, ha- did not only find themselves with as white men in black spaces or what, what whatever was supposed to be black spaces, but decided to stay there even beyond the time where they had the choice to to move out. But even Mm. beyond just occupying black spaces, I think there are many white people that happily go into black communities and so on. But they normally go in as the the Khrud bus. Token white guy. Uh, They go in as the Khrud bus, but these are are the white guys who have gone in and almost embraced black culture, if there's such a thing. Mm. And and have embraced it so well that it actually leads... To a question about what is even what what is black culture, what is white culture, mm. um, or what does it mean just to be a South African? And what we see in these guys is, uh, for me, I think uh, a reflection on of, of what it might mean to be a South African when when it becomes immaterial um, what the color of your skin is, and you simply embrace a culture of being that that is suited to the type of person that you feel you are. Mm, very interesting. If you want to join the conversation, you can hit us up on WeChat at Cliff Central or uh, on Twitter at Yebo underscore L-E-V-Y or at Rory Shabalala. And uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you and hear what you think about these guests uh, in studio. Today. I'm very excited to have two very, very cool guys. Um, Gavin Hunt. Gavin <laughs> Hunt, eh? I mean... How many times do you have to let a guy win before he coaches Pirates or Chiefs? Eh? Like, I just want to know, like, what's the vibe there? No, you but know, you know, you're awesome when you when you're like, I'm gonna win with these teams that you think there's nothing that can be done with them. I'm gonna win. MTN eight uh, PSL season 2016-17 coach of the year. He joins the uh, club. Uh, how do you say this? The exclusive club of being a coach that has won four titles. Is it four now, Gavin? Mm, yep. Yeah, it is, right? Matsatsa yeah, yeah. answer twice. Three times. Three times, okay. Mm, and mm, Vitz now once. Mm. Jeez. And um, 
He, he, you know, Rory, I didn't know much about Gavin in terms of his own football playing career. He was born there when I was playing. <laughs> maybe there's a reason for that. But Gavin has literally lived soccer since day one, um, played for Hellenic, mm. which is a, an old club down in Cape Town, I believe. Mm. And, um, you know, you would have been, you would have been the next best thing, but then unfortunately that, uh, that uh, Achilles tendon disappeared, and that yeah, was the yeah. end of you. <laughs> yeah. Look at me! I'm bringing all this like knowledge She's back. Like you've done well, you've Look done at well. that! Eh? People forget that People you used forget to be used a sports be, announcer. Yeah. I used to, I used to yeah. be See, critical my, of this guy when he used to come out. In my day, there was no television; it was just black and white. Gavin, so good to have you. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you. In the other corner, we have Pulis Kutan. And now this guy needs no introduction but maybe give a little introduction that we know of started out as a comedian does band stuff is flipping a musician is a comedian is a storyteller i started as a rapper man is that it yeah before splash jam dungeon shack 1808 really strong it was that's where we started a lot of us comedians started like that jay poogie is also from 1852 middlelands and also smokey smokey nyembe is from there we all started out there started out as mcs at hip-hop shows i started out as a rapper they started as literal mcs you know Mm -hmm. like literal mcs not hip-hop mcs (laughs) (laughs) they were they were the the, the hoster the hoster of the show the hoster the hoster so you were the steering (laughs) program (laughs) and they were the hoster right yeah i was the striker in the hip-hop crew called that way i came for just scoring a goal i was only there in the last 90 90 minutes they super sub it's a super sub look at this guy he's taking over our show (laughs) Rory So we, 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 we got these two gentlemen in, and I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. I have no idea where we're going in terms of this, but uh, I do think that um, I'm interested to hear your perspectives on life, um, because I think they are very different, regardless of how you classify yourself. And, and Joe, maybe we can speak about that a little bit, because we're speaking off air about it. But about the <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? No, no, you're not. You're not that. You're not this. You're not the okay, other. Okay, like, okay. Um, we'll talk about it. But I think it's interesting to see how. Firstly, I suppose Rory, fascinating that we even have to have this conversation in 2017, where there are still very black spaces and very white spaces, right? Can Can I challenge? Yes, challenge. Can I say to you? Can I say to you? You know, it's the second week that uh, they're calling me by my clan. Remember the last guest? This is nice. Go ahead. Can I say please to Why don't you, as a challenge, try to do your intro that you did, nice intro that you did again, but try to do it without using racial terms. Try as an exercise. So explain that. What racial terms? No, try to not use any racial language mm-hmm. try to explain what you want to say without it's a challenge for you mm-hmm. i'm, j- I'm it's, it's, it can go somewhere but i'm just as a challenge all right so let's 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 try so we, today we're going to speak to two amazing men who um have embraced all of south africa 
right? Um, there are most South Africans um, decide to live their lives behind the borders of you know self-imposed borders, psychological. Um, and historical borders that no longer hold us back from connecting across um, the different communities that we come from. They have decided to embrace 100% of the country, um, and we, we're keen to explore how it is that they have managed to make that leap um, and embracing cultures, embracing um, embracing communities that um, you know the rest of us wouldn't necessarily embrace. How did I do? I think that was great. <laughs> <laughs> what are you teaching us? No, what do you think? Uh, you see, now he's playing mind games with me. He's killing me. He's killing me. You know, he's part of a game show. He's a game show host now. This is the thing with this guy. No, I mean, to me, that sounds much more interesting than what you'd said before. Like, how many times do I come and do an interview and people say your first intro? It's so, it becomes boring. Joe, because but is like, it so it's always the same thing, you know? But isn't it, it's isn't it, okay, but, yeah. but, but, but isn't it, it, it's boring for you because you experience it, but it is a reality that we, that we still live with. And, uh, is is has it not become boring to see the country as it is, where you have communities that are still divided according to race? It it, it is boring indeed, um, but has it is it has it not gotten to a stage? And this is why we want to speak to guys like yourselves who who have gotten so bored of it that you've decided to break the rules, uh, the so the, the self imposed rules, and and go out and and you know explore. Sixty percent, sixty percent of South Africans live in townships. Um, and yeah, and, the, the and to the yeah, yeah, to, yeah and to the extent that you stay you decide that the only places that you really know is where you work where you live and where you go on holiday you are depriving yourself of sixty percent of the population um, and you guys have bucked that trend and I think that's what we want to speak about yeah you know it's not necessarily something active you know mm. that thing is a passive thing the fact of the matter is that those trends. That's what you're putting on. Mm. That's, what, that's what's being imposed. Exactly. It's just existing, Joe. So, so let's go. The, the, the complexity of this country is much more than is spoken about in the media in English. Mm. There's a big problem is that we talk about these things in English. So, yes. okay, why, so, why? So, Kuluma Yezuluge, what is the issue? Eliti, race. doesn't translate but let me let me challenge you Pule, because you, you you have you have let's say gotten to a certain level of consciousness that most of us are not there yet um and 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 it's probably unfair to impose a responsibility on you but uh, if we're going to see the, the the south africa that we all envisage mm. we almost need people like yourself to not simply ah, i'm bored of this you guys figure yourselves out. We actually need... That's why we have to ask you these questions and bore you so you can help us understand what is it about you? Um, what is it about your life um, that has led you to take this counterintuitive 
uh, uh, journey, so to well, speak. I mean, the thing is, come with something, you know. You can't come with, they can't come with like base, base one, level one things. You need to, there's levels to this issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like to, like you the blessers. You need to come, <laughs> you need to go a bit deeper, you know. Mm. You need to like approach the thing as if like, you know, you, you, you know, you, you want to find something you didn't expect. Because if we just go and, expecting things we're going to see them you know i always say that and i'll say it in a very high english right now <laughs> i'm going to say it in a powerful english right now. i'm going to say this thing <laughs> i would say this ontology conditions phenomenology mm. not vice versa mm. in other words you don't believe what you see you know you see what you believe mm. if you believe something you will see it can I give you an example? Go ahead. We were once working on this show, Mikasu Sukas. It was a show I used to do on SBC One. Mm. It's gonna come back. It's a nice show. It's a it's a travelogue, go around different classes, checking the cool things with someone that's from there. Business, arts, all kinds of things. Nice, nice show. Yeah? Mm. And then I once, w- w- our driver was a w- was a gent by the name of Oprah Pikes, and the first time I saw Oprah Pikes, I said. Uh, mm. And I thought <laughs> 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 Why are you laughing? You see, you see, that's another thing we must check uh, 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 <laughs> What you said wasn't funny But you laughed Why are you no, laughing? No, it is funny Relax <laughs> yourself Relax yourself What you said is this guy's dark <laughs> No, I understood that I understood yeah, yeah, that yeah, I got yeah. that I got that yeah, yeah, yeah. So I <laughs> And then obviously the way he responded, yeah. like, and, I, and I learned later yeah. on that umama and whatever. Yeah, And we were doing this, we were going around with this person, because yeah? mm-hmm. uh, he was our driver. Yeah? And then we we did one episode eventually where we were going to Elos. And then next thing, because we had only been talking throughout, then we were going to Elos, and then next thing. Pike starts talking in Afrikaans and oh. English, <laughs> and I, and I, and I thought to myself, "Oh, Prapax is talking in a so-called colored accent." Mm. Then I said to myself, "How long do we color?" And then I, I saw myself what I was thinking. I started looking at Prapax and looking at his face to find the colored. Mm. Where's the colored in Prapax? Yes. And I stopped myself and said, "Yeah, Amanga." Yes. Next like that, Joe. Yes. There's nothing like that. You're not gonna find the colored in that person. Yes. There's no way you're gonna see that race in that person. To because that, that that race is not true. To that point, yeah. is your challenge to us that we we are we're trying to find a white man in you, and you're like, there's no such thing. Mm. Mm. There's a white man in all of us. Mm. That's what uh, my friend Dean said. Mm. Learn to fuck the white in you. That's mm. what. That's what. <laughs> that's what he <they> said. <laughs> So 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 people people are listening to this and are just like what They're like is where going are we? Where no, but are we? Introduce, no, no, speaking, no, but, where but, but are we? Yeah. Give us give us a sense of your story, Pule. How me, how did a person with your skin color? So yes, not about what you identify as, but how did a person with your skin color end up living what is a non-traditional life? For a person with your skin color, you see the thing give is us, give us your history. Don't don't uh, pontificate as yet. Give us the history, then you can pontificate. No, but let me give you a history for yeah. example. Some of my family live in a place called Sutankung. That place is between Ekopo 
and Msindu and Natal Okuini. Those people are the descendants of a, a certain gentleman by the name. Well, I don't know if he was a gentleman, but <laughs> <laughs> he was a man. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy. A guy. Yeah. <laughs> out here, another out here. This other out <laughs> called C D Stewart, mm. and he he was married to Umandi Samkis, the daughter of the Mkise chief. Mbanga Mavovo. So this is the, the left-hand mm. house of Mkise. Not Kabazele, but mm. Mbangi. Because mm. no, not a lot of people know that. Mm. that, that That's the two houses. Mm. Yeah, there's, it's not a big one, mm. you see. So so there we were from Jolifet, around that area. Mm. That that place is that Mkise household, mm. right? And mm. those people who stayed there, they're all the descendants of, of C.D. Stewart, Nomadi mm. Mkise, and a lot of other important households, mm. like Abawawosho, Mm. Which became the Pegani clan, mm-hmm. the stain banks, mm-hmm. you know, the dance or Chantoni, mm. you know, and what we used to call my great grandfather used to call the Syrians, mm. is people that came from Syria, mm. yeah. So in my family, right there, we under apartheid, we were classified in all of the racial groups. Wow, all of them, wow, all of them. <laughs> so it was it was difficult having it was, it was difficult having a, a, a family, family bra, meeting. There wasn't a family meeting. That's what apartheid did. There wasn't a family meeting. And to this day, the family others are racist. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. You see, but yeah. they're also not. Mm. It's complex. Mm. You see, mm. because those everyone's kumizulu songke. Okay. And others don't know English properly. Mm. But that's the thing. So you'll find a place like Lutangkung. It was classified as a colored area. But that place, the people that eat that, my uncle, ooh, Uncle Gordon, like Washo, Gordon Washo. So the, the Washo is the Zuluization of Ogle. Okay. So you find a lot of people called Ogle. They're all Zulu. That's a Zulu, mm. that's a Zulu surname, mm. Ogle, Washo. Mm. It became the Pegani clan under the Msomi, under the Msomi house. Mm. And all those people, all those people there, they used to they used to say that where we live here, we are smarties. Mm. You find every, every color, every color, every color, every you'll spectrum find. from from pale, pale, pale to dark, dark, dark. And that's a common thing in this country, actually. Mm. Problem is that it's not common where we are in now in our Rosebank RBK mm. Kalani stand mm. up. <laughs> <laughs> Rosebank Kalani RBK stand up. <laughs> there's no one standing. There's no no one's gonna admit to that. <laughs> yeah, we, where we are now, nobody mm. talks about that. Yeah, we've got to we've got to move on to yeah. the next case. <laughs> no, I think it's interesting. I mean, Gavin, you, you're sitting here. You've never been so quiet in your life, I'm sure, uh, as a as a coach of of many different teams. Not much shocked. <laughs> How does uh, like a story like this penetrate with you or, or, or sit with you in, in terms of what you've seen in your life? I mean, being a, a soccer player to soccer coach in South Africa, you know, Rory was speaking about lots of lots of uh, people don't support local soccer. Well, that, that's been your lifeblood, you know. Mm. A story like uh, Pule's, um, how does that resonate with someone like you? Well, it's very, you know, <clears throat> I come from a very small town called Simonstown. Now, if you blink, you miss it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it's a naval old, mm. you know, it was the weather, you know, and uh, we nuisance were... Nuisance was from there, just nuisance, that's the... Just nuisance, the dog. That's right, yeah. The dog, yeah, the, the dog. dog there that, yeah. And uh, it's got a great history and, you know, and uh, and you come from an environment where you, you we never saw many people. I lived in a town where there must be 150 people. 
you didn't. I mean, knew everybody, and everybody knew everybody. So you didn't. Obviously, as as I started to play football, I started to move closer towards Cape Town. I moved up there, and then you started to interact with different uh, races and things like that. So it was very, very difficult for me seeing, you know, what is what is this all about now? Mm. I didn't know as a kid growing up, and then as a sixteen, sort of fifteen, sixteen year old, that's when it really hit me that. There's other people that live in this country because <laughs> mm. I never knew anything. I mean, you, that's how you, you, know, you lived there in the little town there. Mm. And um, and then obviously playing football started to mix with with other races, and that was that was interesting. I found it so interesting how we as South Africans how we we grew. Then what happened was then you had all the different leagues in South Africa: the Black League, the White League, the Indian League, and all that. And then we all came together in about seventy eight, seventy nine. It was about nineteen seventy nine, yeah. So I only turned professional in 81. So when I, I was still playing in the Colored League, <laughs> this is the federation it was called. Then you had the Black League, which was Kaiser Chiefs, Atlanta Pirates. So we played one year there, then we all came into this one league. And I'll, I'll tell you an interesting story. We played, the years, you know, it was, then you had sort of white clubs and black clubs, and then, the, you know, it was, it was crazy. But it all sort of, about 83, 84, when the, the when the, the, the with the ANC and all that started to come about and all that, mm. <clears throat> and um, we had, we played in Vitbank and there was a necklace and I, I've never seen a, a person being burnt alive in front of me, uh, thrown petrol on and burnt mm. alive. He was a black uh, policeman who was informant for the white government, and we played Vitbank Black Aces and this guy anyway the gun went off and they chased him through the stadium and he got onto the field onto the the game was on, wow. and he got through the barbed wire and and I've never and you know we. <laughs> Growing up, we never knew about ANC and what was going on. And then all of a sudden you heard, well, what is this ANC about, you know? And and it's amazing how, how your life, you, all of a sudden you become interested in it. I, well, mm-hmm. I took a huge interest in what is this all about. Then we were forced to go to the army as a, as a white South African. We had to mm-hmm. go to the army. And I was walking around with guns and who were we fighting? I mean, didn't see anybody, but who were we fighting against? <laughs> it was crazy. And, uh, you know, you, people think, oh, and, you know, it was difficult. It was very difficult. And then to see somebody that something like happened to see somebody standing in front of me, burning alive, who I couldn't do anything about. You know, it was crazy. crazy, What what was it like going to the the army? Um, Now you're playing in the coloured leagues, right? And and Mm. you're playing, and then you said that everyone came together. Now you have to go off to the army, and I mean, you're right. Who are we fighting against? You probably didn't see anyone, but no, we didn't see anybody. The apartheid government was probably quite hardcore in saying. These are the enemies. This is what they look like. This well, is what their color it's, is. It's, it's like if you go back to Hitler and all the great leaders and all the great leaders. <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> leaders of the world. There was in, intimidation, indoctrination. Mm. And you get indoctrinated about fighting these people. Uh, who are these people? Why? Well, but but they're only just fighting for what we've got and what they, you know. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was a, it was a it was a strange time in a young boy, sixteen, fifteen, sixteen year old. Don't know too much about what's going on, and then finding out obviously through football because football was my in. Mm. Then I really got to know about this day. Then got to Soweto, and this is like the biggest area and township. And it was as, as a seventeen-year-old white boy playing in this area. It was it was it was usually uh, what's the word intimidating? But I found it that there was there was a f- even with all that hatred and that there was a friendliness amongst. There was a there was a banter, mm. if I call it like this English terminology, mm. a banter. Mm. Mm. You found you, you you got chatting to, mm. and there was things that they liked that I liked, which mm. was music. And I always felt music was the greatest together mm. 
Like together pull up. Yeah, mm. you know. Because <laughs> I, 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 I still, I still could. We're breaking it. You know, the only thing I can't go is couple. When I saw, when I saw that, I went ah. Yeah, try, but ish. Yeah. So you know, and and you know, people, people got this whole thing, and 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 he's just mentioned it about there shouldn't be. But there was that. Mm. It was crazy. It was actually. It was a. And then, and then you say, well, how do you handle it? Well, I just. Well, this is great. I'm music, and let's mm. go. And this is how these people live, and I like mm, this. Mm, you mm. know what I mean? I, I've always. And I've never. I've never had a problem with, with that type of thing. How you know? did you? How did you deal with the family back in Somerset West? Um, Summerstown. Sorry. Well, I, because I, you're now from, I didn't have a family life. I was mm. the only child. My parents got divorced when I was nine, eight years old. So I didn't. I, I mean. You know, I say it, it's not a very nice thing to say, but I don't really see my parents. <laughs> I don't really know them mm. that well, you know. I so mean, you didn't have anyone that was saying, are you crazy? I was what are taken you doing? In by, I was taken in by people who helped me and, you know, and that's, and uh, football was my, mm. was my, was, was your me, saving you know? grace mm. in many ways. <laughs> it saved me. Well, Jeez. it's also giving me lots of, you know, heartache <laughs> and joy, but certainly, you know, and then you, you, you sort of go from there, you know, but, um, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, so. When you when you began to embrace um, black culture, and I know Pule will, will pummel me for this, um, <laughs> because, because it's, it's, it's probably not a conscious thing and so on. But well, the the, the, uh, the, the biggest thing for me was the food. Mm. The food is the biggest difference. Yes, because we ate rice and they ate pap. Yes. What is this? I didn't understand it. I was here's a boy of seventeen, eighteen. I've never seen pap in my life. Mm. And we ate rice. You know, like, like rice. Mm -hmm. This thing that sticks together, you throw it against a wall, it sticks against a wall, you know. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it like, and, and so the food was the biggest thing, I think, the difference in the food. Mm. The, the music was different. Mm. You know, people, they like that music, we like this music. And, mm. and then I eventually like, I like that music. Cause, mm. And today mm. I'm like, I'm hooked on. I mean, you are you are now the the, the hero, trending, the hero of the, the, the dance moves these days. Eh? So, so <laughs> and you know, and, and in those days we used to have uh, clubs. If you want to call them non-black mm. clubs, and, mm -hmm. and we weren't allowed to go to them as white people, mm. and I used to go because I used to play with the players, and they used to take me. So but I got used to this. It wasn't goof, goof, goof then. It yeah. was a little bit different, you know. It was more. <laughs> it was more R and B, uh, very R and B. Yeah, I was very, very R and B, playing, very yeah. R and B, and 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 uh, you know uh, Isaac Hayes and Isaac Hayes and mm. uh, and, and Luke, you know, and then Luther mm. B. Andros mm. and all mm. that type mm. of stuff came. Mm. But I mean, I you know, so I've got. That's my. That's but coach, my how, how I think the the the, 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 fun, the thing I find interesting about your story is at seventeen you're very impressionable. So, um, how is it that you know serving for the apartheid army at the time mm. that didn't change you? That, that no, that, not that, at all. No. How how uh, did you survive within? Well, I was lucky because I played football, so they looked after me. Okay. <laughs> you didn't have to do as much as the the poor guys that went to the Angolan borders and mm. stuff like that. And then you had the township patrols that we all had to do. You know, and so we did pretty much down in Cape Town, but there wasn't really much going on in the in those early mm -hmm. 80s, you know. But uh, yeah, it it, it, it no, nah, not at all. Didn't make, didn't change my thought pattern, or I did. I actually didn't have a thought process or pattern. I was mm. I was pretty innocent. Like, what is this all about? And, and interesting to discover, you know, why and how, you know.
So uh, if you've just joined us, we're speaking to two incredible gentlemen with two very different stories, very different perspectives on life. And that's what's cool about this conversation, right? Um, I don't even know where we're taking it. I hope you're following in some way or form. Um, I'm not sure I'm following, but it's cool. Like We just go with it and see where we come from. Uh, guys, um, Bule, maybe we start with you. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. So your background is, is, is uh, very unique. Uh, in a way, I would say, um, to the rest of the country, which is really rad. The let's let's flip it. So we've been speaking about, oh, how do you feel in black spaces, guys? Like, well, <laughs> you know, like, is that hectic for you? And you're like, well, you're saying, Bule, I don't feel that this is a black space. This is a space which you then occupy. And of course, Gavin, it is a very different space to to where you grew up in Simonstown. Let's reverse it. When you engage in white spaces. How does that feel? Do you, like, is it is it off? Is it different? Is it is it just another space, Bule? Is it a space you feel comfortable in, Gavin? You know, like you for me, it's another space. I don't see it as a white space. Or I think if you look at, I think uh, another another job was mentioned it. I mean, <laughs> it's Jabu. You are Jabu not Bule. Jabu. Jabu Bule. Jabu. Yeah. Jabu. A lot of people do that. People call me and say, "Hey, Jabu." <laughs> I'm like, Pule. Pule. It's like Cockney Ryman slang, you know? You Sorry, John. Apples and Sorry, Pule. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, if you look at, I mean, I think, uh, you know, I mean, we, you know, people in South Africa go from positive to negative very quickly. Mm. Very quickly. But they take a long time to go from negative back to positive. That's mm. crazy. That's crazy. And I, I'm positive. I'm, I, I think uh, things are, Moving, I think things are better. I think uh, there's much more. I mean, I enjoy going out in the space. In the space, if it's whatever, mm. whatever you mentioned, colors. Mm-hmm. I don't see it as a color space. I see it mm. as a space. You know, I'm quite comfortable going to a space that's mm. not comfortable for me as a white man, if you want to call it. But then, then going to a space where I possibly would be comfortable, if that's what you want to call it. Mm. I don't see it like that. I don't see it like that. I'm, I, I don't see it like that. I feel like we're off before we hit Pule quickly. I feel like we're completely off here, Rory. What do you mean? I, I feel like we, we're getting attacked for this, this kind of concept, but I think this is a real concept, but it feels like you guys are like... I actually am attacking you, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It feels... I, I actually, when he, he said... Uh, yeah, because the concept is whack, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, you came with so, a whack concept. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that was a concept that you, that you, that you head up with. It's weak. But let me challenge you on that because you, you're saying it, but, but it is a lived experience of the majority of South Africans. So what is whack is the lived experience that we take this from, right? We didn't make this up. We didn't sit in a room, in an empty room. And come up with it. It is it is an observation of how South Africans live their life from a colonial um, perspective. Exactly, exactly. So, so, but but yeah, but, but, but we need to understand from a white that. perspective. Exactly, but then we need to interrogate that to yeah. say that it's whack and therefore let's ignore it. I no, think no, is, it's is wrong. We should so, ignore it, but yeah. like, let me say that it's whack. First of all, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. Thank, thank I don't, you, I don't disagree with you. I don't dis- disagree with you. It is whack. How do we fix it? Is 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 what I'm interested. Well, in. look, you talk about lovely spirit. I'll tell you my lived experience and I was thinking about it it's good you asked that question because like I've never been comfortable I've, I, I only grew up then realizing there's something like white space and finally getting when I was mm. older into a white space and looking what this looks I've never been comfortable I'm scared of whites I'm scared of whites 
I, I never was comfortable in that space. It, it's, it, I was always uncomfortable. I never grew up in that. I don't even, I'm still getting to grips with what that means. And that's a common experience of many South Africans, I would imagine. It's mm. just that a lot of people think, like, I have something where I can go in that space. But, like, maybe I have something more in that if, if you don't know me. But the thing is, at the end of the day, I'm not familiar with that ish. Mm. I'm not familiar with any kind of white thing. Which I don't know that thing. I've never been there. When I, now, when I'm growing up and going into these spaces, I'm still an outsider. I'm still a foreigner. I'm still not there. And that's a common experience in this country, to feel in the liminal space. And it's a common experience, especially for those who were classed so-called colored yes that is the most othered category in this country mm. because it's most of those people are kwe kwe people kwe mm. kwen mm. and san people mm. mostly tram uh even kwe people even um uh people homani people mm. all the people that we call san we just give mm. them this mm. lump name uh. san <laughs> and kwe kwe people and kwe kwe people talking about kora people talking about khiri people also known as khirikwa we're talking about uh nama kwen we're talking about Queen. Mm. And all of these people and apartheid and even were in our ideologies today, we call these people colors and it's my family as well. It's mm. called colors, mm. you know, and that's such a terrible racist term, this term that I don't c- agree with. And it's an othering term, you know. Yeah, but Bullet, which mm. parts of this, you, you speak of a thing, you speak mm. of I don't identify with this thing. Mm. What parts of this thing are most jarring for you when you enter such spaces? Well, the first is the language, you know, because I'm, I, I mean, I grew up speaking Zulu, Sotwe, and English, but the English that we speak wasn't the one, the dialect, so, you know, the white so-called dialects, you know, as well. So I don't, there's so much miscommunication that happens, especially with friends, you know, S- you know, friends who are, grew up in white space that, that like I'm saying something and I just didn't know that idiom, you know, because I didn't, I don't know that English. And that's a, a common thing with South Africans. Uh, you know that we 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 keep on having to go into a foreign space, and that's why I think like the kids now, in terms of fees must fall and everything, what they're saying is this is our space and we must take it. Mm. Whereas we, when we were at varsity stuff, we were like this ain't our space, it's a white space. We're just going there to do what we need to do and bounce, you know. Mm. And like now the kids are like, nah, this is our space. It must look like how, what we want. It must represent us. So that's the change that's happened in this country. That's why it's important. So when you say it is our space, it needs to represent us. What does us represent? Africans, what is your definition? You know, what is your Africans, definition of, uh, of a representation of us? Well, to me, I'm looking for decoloniality, man. I'm looking for to decolonize in many respects, like so simple things, like ulimi, one's first most important thing because mm. it's where the discourses are happening that are not represented. So we're talking about race, race, race. With these big, we're talking about words, woke terminology like intersectionality, all these kind of things, English terms. Like it's so difficult. How are you going to translate that? We're forgetting that there is a, a long history, for instance, in Kosa literature, the likes of Umkai. You know, and the times of Khubusan and these people, and 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 and, and that they have written uh, many, 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 many things, uh, which are talking about these complex issues. This is now in the 1910, 20, 30, 40s. You know, the, that time there was a lot of high intellectual progress in uh, and, and in terms of lit- literacy in 
And that kind of tradition we, we don't acknowledge today. And that tradition uh, is something that is not mainstream. And the reason is because we, English is in the mainstream mm. now. Mm. And, 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 and when we keep thinking in English, we are ignoring Isintu. We are ignoring indigenous culture. And when I say Isintu, I'm also talking about Kwe Kwe and San culture. Mm. Not only, I'm not only talking because they feed into each other. Yeah. Gavin, uh, the, the kids are referenced. Um, you, you have obviously you've lived in Venda. You've lived and you've got interesting stories about uh, living in Venda and so on. Um, how do you raise your kids? You, you say you don't identify as these spaces as white or black. Um, if you had to look at your kids right now, you know what culture do you think they embrace, and and, and, what, and what drives what is South African culture? Well, because they've, they've been lucky, they've been fortunate, been coming to the football stadiums, mixing. Mm. The schools have been mixed, so they've been lucky mm. that they've got a South African culture, not what a does, white what, or what a black. What does a South African culture look like? Well, listen, the only the only thing that I uh, they they do Zulu. Mm-hmm. That's my biggest regret, mm-hmm. me. Mm. You know that I should be talking the lang- uh, uh, one of the fish- one of the languages. How more. do you coach guys that don't speak uh, that don't speak English or because are I, fluent like, in English? Like like Pule talks now. Mm. I can, I you know I've got a feel of where he is. You know mm. what I'm saying? I, but I obviously not very fluent mm. because I wasn't brought up in. In, in, in that is my home tongue, my home mm. language. Mm. It's natural. I mean, mm. any kid gets brought up mm. to your home tongue. But I mean, I feel we should be we should be embracing the language more. And I think language will break a lot of areas. Mm. If you want to call it down or whatever, well, I don't know. That, that's the terminology. Maybe that's the wrong terminology. But I think language in South Africa will will help break break the barrier. I wouldn't say no. Let's not go break. Mm. Interact with people more. I All think right. language, and I think it's the biggest. And I think that's something that needs to certainly be embraced a bit more and people need to be talking the languages. Well. And all those languages that are not official as well. Mm. You know, we're talking about Siputi, we're talking about Sipaka, Situbi, Sipulana, But is, is that, does that come from more areas maybe? Yeah. Is that where, they, where their languages those are strong? are so mm. important, those things, because those I, are I wish ones I that have been marginalized. Mm. Yeah. And, and that's the real story of South Africa is those things. Sure. Kwe Kwe you know, when I say something like "kute hui ida kauba sida umisa," that's the original language of this kind of mm. place. This is quite quite good. But, but quick, quick let's let's let's. A lot of people are sitting here saying, "I mean, it's it's fantastic." He speaks of this ideal. We can't relate. Um, so, where does a person who isn't at that level of consciousness that you're at start? Um, it start embracing. More of what it means to be African or decolonialized or whatever. Well, start to question things. Like one of the things we do is when we show a map of the continent, we always put the south at the top. We never put the south at the bottom. What do you mean? The south at, we always put the south at the bottom, no? No, we always put it at the top. You, in, 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 in the convention is to put the south at the bottom. Yes. But when yeah. I produce okay. a map, yeah. I always put the south at the top. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a convention to put the south at the bottom. Mm. We are in the south. Why don't we put ourselves at the top? We haven't broken that ma- way of thinking. We're still in this convention. When I talk about uh, writing, I think about writing. Writing, we think about it like as a talisman, as something you, you get to like pro- proceed in life. You know, literacy. But then you forget that this thing is meant to be functional. It's a tool. It's not natural. It's something that humans created as a functional thing. And there's not only one way of writing. There's not only Latin alphabet, Roman alphabet, the thing we learn as lunguini. Mm. There is other types of alphabet. 
There's other types of writing system, and that's the other thing we promote. We talk about the Ethiopian girls' writing system. Mm. We talk about the, the Congolese Mandombe. We talk about Nigerian CBD. We talk about Malawian Mwangwego and Isipek Soshamfu. Mm. Mm. And these are writing systems that are indigenous, and it's a different type of literacy. That's what we're talking about when we're saying but, but, but let me let me pull you back, right? I can't... Mm. The, the, the first step, the most accessible step, is not learning to write in a different language. So, so for, language, for a guy, for system. in a system, so mm. for a guy that, that, that starting out day one today, what would you suggest? What, what are the what suggestions? Kind of a person from where? Who's no, that person? Let's say a, 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 <laughs> a white person, right? A person who what identifies kind of, what a, a person kind of who white? identifies as white, who stays in Rosebank, who stops who, staying who in Rosebank. Uh-huh. Okay. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't pro- progress if you're staying in Rosebank. You need to go outside. Where must you stay? You must you must engage with the, with the, the country. Oh, so you're saying not so not residing. You mean like, you know, move around, get, move around in but the other But not only that. Mm-hmm. Look, this is the point. When I was talking about the 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 the, the indigenous liter- li- literature mm. of the th- the 30s and 20s, like Umkai, which mm. is very Umkai is our Shakespeare, you know, mm. he's a prolific writer. His his work is so diverse and so broad. We really are killing ourselves not to study that person. Mm. And other people like BKM Tomben who write only in Tonga, mm. you know, Mapalla who's writing only Kasesoto. Mm. These are very important authors we never speak about because we don't write in English. Now, that tradition was one thing, is, is the one literary t- tradition that we're forgetting. We're also thinking, forgetting about a political tradition which is called non-racialism. Mm. Non-racialism is, is not colorblindness. Mm. People think when you say, talk about that today, you're talking about being colorblind, which is, you know, it's very anti-woke. And it's problems. That's, <laughs> it's a problem because it's an excuse for whites to be fine. Mm. But mm. can I tell you something? That the Freedom Charter of Uba Mandela, Matiba, Talipunga, and all these people... That, that, that thing, that's, as a Pan-Africanist, we don't agree with the Freedom Charter. Because the Freedom Charter is a multiracialist document. It's saying that there are different races, they must live together. And that means that whites will always be on top. What, what Usobukwe is saying is that there are no races. That means you cannot be white in South Africa. Mm. And there's no South Africa. It's Azania mm. or something else. Mm. In Kwekwekubab, we say Ngarimap. Mm. as the correct name or indigenous name for this country. Mm. And we're saying that, that in this country there can be no whites. All the whites must be destroyed. Mm-hmm. People must destroy themselves. Yeah. They must what kill does the that, whites. What does that look like? You're speaking in very abstract terms. I'm trying to get like a person who's listening to that. Look, no, but I le- could go with this, people, but what does, that, what does that mean? What does that mean? Like practically, what does that mean? <laughs> It, it Gavin we, and I are looking at each other going... Because I think we're, you we're overestimate. You think, we, you think no, you're listening. making people stupid, but you also overestimate people's intelligence around how do we connect. I mean, we speak about a united South Africa. That sounds simple enough, and look, we failed. So we, we actually, people like yourself, need to be able to simplify things so that they can be more accessible to others. So what does it mean in practical terms? Help this guy who's in Rosebank and saying, you know, what you say appeals to me, but where do I start? So you say you mustn't stay... In Rosebank, well, you're saying, well, what else must I... Des- decentralize the things that you've taken to be normal. Decentralize those things. So what does it mean to, to do that? It, it means you, I don't have to look at the map this way. I can look at the map the other way. I don't have to speak this language. I can speak another language. I don't have to, uh, I don't have to racialize the way you are racializing 
at the beginning of this conversation. I don't have to racialize a person. Mm. When I'm talking about someone and, I, I'm, and I'm saying, oh, which guy are you talking about? No, the, the black one. Who, don't do that. Mm. Because you're killing yourself by doing that. Mm. What you're doing is you're eating people. You're a cannibal. Mm-hmm. You're looking at a person and you're taking something that's in your mind and you're putting it on them and you're eating them. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what's happening. It's a violence when you racialize someone. But it's you, violent. You, you said that color blindness is that. Are you not? Will somebody listening to you not say, "Okay, that means I shouldn't see race"? Because what you said no, is you, it's, you're, you're against color blindness. Now, clarify that in the sense that you're not saying be color blind and don't not see do race, not but you also so what must you ignorant ha- of structural inequality that is a legacy of colonialism and apartheid. We know that there is something that is called. Uh, white supremacy and it's very powerful force in our life that's dominating our minds it's eating us internally in our minds now we're not saying oh just ignore white supremacy and just see everybody as equal no people are not equal and the fact of race is inequality there can never be equality frank wilson the third says that black is eternally slave that's Afro-pessimism. That blackness is slaveness. It can never be anything else. There can never be a state where the black man is redeemed. There can never be a redemption or a freedom of a black man. For, for, uh, for, for people to be free, it, the, the, the whole system has to be destroyed. Mm. Now that's the point. Now that's a big thing to say. But you have to start thinking in those utopian terms. In terms of that, there's an p- important Afro-pessimist theory that we're talking about here. That's Frank Wilson III, and he's talking about that kind of thing, that, that th- the world is built on black death, and it cannot survive without black death. If, if, the, if there's no black death, there's no world. Mm. Blacks are not in the world. They're outside. It's the subaltern, as we talk about. But they, but, but you, they cannot have a world without. You cannot have a world without the slaveness. Of blackness, so that's what we talk about Afro pessimism. We don't believe in a state in Africa, mm-hmm. a, a, a Western style state. Forget South Africa. Don't believe in it. So, 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 mm-hmm. we'll call you for a show on Pan Africanism. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want us to focus specifically on this because this is supposed to help people. I understand, um, yeah. uh, but it will help let, people to to know these names and look up. People no, must read and know absolutely. things for themselves. But, you, but there's a internet. starting point. But there's a starting point. Right? Mm, the starting point is you desiring to change. Let me let let let's let's get Gavin in on this. On where was your starting point then when you when you just gave when you just gave in when you what just you gave in to when you gave in to you know I no longer identify as a white guy that's going to carry guns and do township patrols, and I'm going to fully embrace um, this life. Um, oh, where no, I was fine. I never. I never. I was fine. Is it, is it, yeah, I was. I was okay. I um. I never. Bang my head that you know we have to kill these this this whoever these people are. Mm. I never had that thought. Him never. Did you lose uh, any friends? And did you have did you, did you have so called white friends at the time? Um, did you lose any friends? You do, see, I think you, I think, you, I, think, I, think where, I think where, where I think in South Africa that you, you there was a there was a, I always found that when when I spoke to uh, an African man a black man in South Africa and he said to me, oh, so you are Afrikaner. Because mm. I think that's where the thing came in, the English mm. and the Afrikaans. Mm. 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 And there was, a, there was a huge classification that we're all white, so we're all Afrikaners. Yeah. Meanwhile, I couldn't even speak the language. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, I got an F at school for it. Cause, mm. uh, and, and I think that, that way, there, was a, there was always a bit of a problem with that. And then you got English schools speaking schools, mm. and you got Afrikaans speaking schools. 
white schools, mm. if they want to call it. And that's where, the, that's where the, the whole thing, there was a bit of a, and I still today, if you see a guy, I get asked, oh, so you're Afrikaner? Mm. Ik. <laughs> me. Yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I said me. That's that's just have to say that one word <laughs> and you're good to go. And, 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 yeah, I said we'll ik. And I said, we'll now, now I'm, think, I'm thinking of the next word. To, I can't <laughs> speak the next word. <laughs> and I would say, well, I play f- uh, football. Mm. <laughs> Whoa. So you play the black man's game. Mm-hmm. I said black man's game. Mm-hmm. No, I see lots of white people playing this game. Yeah, you know, and and you know. So what, what? What do you think? I mean, on that football point, what do you think is, is drives the stratification of society around? You know, most white people's interaction with soccer is not black soccer, right? It's oh yeah, I, 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 I do I, love soccer. I watch Man United and so on. What is it that, that, that prevents... Roy, when you're saying most South Africans, what are you saying? Because it's not most South Africans who are watching like, OC I think, I think I think if you... No, if, I'm if saying you want, white if you're South Africans. Oh, okay. I'm I'm white South Africans. No, no, you're breaking it down. Mm. Black and white. Mm. I think black South African men mm. love English football. But they don't... Not to the exclusion of, of South no, African no, no, soccer. No, no, right? no. But they do. Yes. Because of the advent of television. Yes. When I grew up, there was, I didn't have a television. But white, didn't have TV. white men. Can you, can you, can you imagine going home now with no TV and putting a wireless on? But PSL. Can you call that wireless, we should have a wireless. But PSL, PSL is on TV as well. Why no, aren't we seeing white men? 24-7 in your face now. Mm. So the, 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 the average South African, whatever color race now, is much more up to date with the local South African game mm. and is watching much more now because of the event of media. Why do you think you don't see many white faces at uh, that is at, a, your, that is a at big, your soccer matches? What 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 is it that? Well, I find that very very uh, disheartening, and I really and every time I see somebody, a friend of mine or whatever, I say, do they want to? Ah, we can watch it on television. What must I come? And why aren't the black men coming to the stadiums anymore? Because mm. stadiums are not as full as it used to be. Mm. Because you must remember, in the old, in, in the days gone by, mm. the biggest enjoyment factor, getting away from the the the, the the pass and you're not allowed to be here and all that was going to a football match mm. and if you look at the stadiums in the in the 70s and 80s in mm. this country okay 60s I don't know but mm. 70s and 80s they were full 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 the stadiums I mean you you know you had 50 now to the derby now you can't get that's the only game where you get a few people yeah but still if you like the, the Chiefs and the Pirates are not getting the same support that they used to for it because of the advent of television people are sitting at home now they can watch an English game and you go to the local pub or tavern or whatever you want to call it, they can watch the English game there, you can watch the local game there, and you can watch the game of something else mm, on the other mm, screen. Mm. And I think media, social media, modern day, what's happened modern day? Mm. People are, you can get Isn't it updates on, yeah. on what's all these things now, Twitter yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So I think if you go back, people wanted to go to the stadiums um, to watch a, a live game, but people don't don't have the inclination anymore, which is very sad because that's mm. a fixed coach. Um, you've spoken about soccer uh, being the missed opportunity to unify this country, and you speak about the irony of trying to use rugby to unify the country. Mm. Tell us more about that. Well, I always felt that uh, football is played by the larger majority of of Africans, South Africans, mm. and uh, it should be a a game that should be certainly. I think the biggest problem with football is it doesn't have, let me put it this way, the development structures of the so-called rugby and the cricket. And the rugby and the cricket obviously bounced on the colonial way of doing mm. things. They, and it, they and got the colonial that. trampoline. Mm. So mm. right or wrong, right mm. or wrong, mm. I'm talking sport mm. now, mm. I'm talking mm. politics, mm. right or wrong, it's still a good system because yeah. they produce players. Mm. And now you'll see, if you watch the Craven Week, did you watch Craven Week this week? 
I mean, Roy doesn't even know what players, Cricket Week is. <laughs> the guy, it's cricket, it's cricket no? <laughs> but the players that are playing rugby now is. Oh, yeah, black. Yeah, yeah, black if you kids. want to say it like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Africans. Yeah. South Africans. Yeah. I call yeah. them South Africans. Yeah. And I don't see it like that. And a lot of people from the rest of Africa are playing actually yeah. as well. Yeah, and, and, but they've got good development structures. Mm. Where football, mm. which is the biggest and the masses, mm. the, the structures, the mm-hmm. school, there's no school football. Mm-hmm. Development football. Mm-hmm. Organized. Mm-hmm. Craven Week. This Craven Week. Why isn't it a Craven Week? Call it the Week of Soccer. No, call it the whatever week. Yeah. Kaisamatang Week. Why isn't it a week like that? Mm. There was no Danny Craven for for yeah, soccer. For soccer. Mm. Ah. Mm. Where's that man? <laughs> yeah, Where's we that need man? a Danny Craven. We need for a Danny Craven. Yeah, <laughs> mm. that guy for football. So they call it. What about the Mozepe? The Mozepe. Uh, yeah, they have that whatever, cup. But, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but I'm saying, is it is it ongoing? Is it is yeah, it sustained? Not, is no, it, they're not. But is not fair, the, fair. through the year? Is there structures? You know. So and I think football certainly there's a missing, missing, missing. Sure. Mm. It's like we had the World Cup here. Mm. My biggest, biggest gripe: why wasn't there a big uh, complex built or facility built for soccer? So mm. we we can bring our people in to coach them uh, and unite. Yeah. Well, and I always say mm. the most important thing is to, is to increase the skill level of South Africans, mm. be it in what you do. Mm. If we got more skilled people in South Africa. Literacy. Mm. I mean, mm. I can't read. It's like you can do. <laughs> uh, uh, plumbers, electricians, welders. Yes. Uh, we need skilled people in this country. Yes. Mandela said one thing that I'll never forget: education, education, education. Mm. By the way, I had, I had dinner with Mandela once mm. at his house. Yes, very nice. But he, 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 the, the thing is, <laughs> if we don't educate the people in whatever skills and whatever they do, we got a country that's going nowhere. Absolutely, I agree so, with so that. So skill, skill labor mm. in whatever you do, whatever it's the you key, do, yeah. it needs to be increased. And, had, and I'm just talking football now. Mm. We need to get more coaches. Mm. If we increase our, our base of coaches and, in, and, and, and skill them up to coach mm. kids, mm. so we're coaching, we're coaching, we co- the, 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 it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. And bigger. And not Ule, p- closing, closing thoughts on, on this. Well, let me say this, mm. the following on from that. It's not, mm. it's, it, I agree very much that it's, we need skills, but it's not only about the skills that pay. It's not the traditional skills that are, mm. that are mm. all built on the oppressive system. We need different kinds of skills. We need skills that are built in indigenous knowledge, what, we, what we're calling now IKS. We need mm. in those kind of skills. We need, for instance, enterprises like these two guys, they made, they made a business, two boys made a business of Oklaba. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. for all, all different works of people mm. when people have a work at home slaughtering mm. a slaughtering mm. business because these days what we've got people living in suburbs and they want to do that stuff but they don't know how mm. Mm. so they made a business because that's a skill it's a very important skill mm. that kind of thinking mm. to like we need skills that we can turn into progressive things that on right now and we don't see that they're paying by the formal yes where people think why, why, why do you need that it doesn't pay mm. we need to make the way that it's going to pay that's yeah. how you transform the, the thing with you, you need to transform using our things because if you stop don't don't use our things we are always a lab dog of, of mm. euro america we're yeah, going yeah. to be that forever because we can never yeah. beat america at being america you can't beat them also because they don't want they made the system so that you can never beat them mm. they made this the colonial system is about that that you can never beat it mm. andrew Let's land this thing, man. I don't know if we can. I think this is a conversation that is rich in so many ways. Mm. I think uh, I've been I've been sitting here just listening to you guys, to be honest. Mm. Um, but I, I do feel that we occupy a really interesting space uh, because 
I think a lot of people who are listening to this show probably are thinking, that was a good question, Rory and Andrew, that to pose. And it's clear that we've been schooled today that that was probably the wrong question, you know, the wrong I thought process. Disagree. No, it's I not the it wrong question. The right question. It's, yeah. it's that there's more questions to ask. There's a mm. deeper level of knowledge you can begin mm. with. You can start from a more nuanced view. You can start with something that's informed by traditions that we have access to in this country, especially those of us who have internets. Mm. So you can get these things. They are there. You can change the way you're thinking. You can think in more diverse ways. You can be lots of things. And that's what's happening today. That's why we've got such a movement in, uh, um, you know, queer culture, uh, LGBTI mm, culture, mm. and that because you can be lots of things today. It's possible mm. because the knowledge is there. Yeah, yeah. The, the capacity is there to change the way you see things and exist in the world. You can make yourself in an honest way. That's not in a way that other people say who you are, but mm. you can make who you are. We can make who we are, mm. and it's not what we've been told because mm. we've always been told lies, wrong things. We've always been told things about ourselves that are not how we experience things. And we need to be truer to ourselves. And it's about on honesty. That, and on that note, there's nothing more to say, my bra. <laughs> let's just get out of here. Let's we got to thank our guests. Thank you so much, uh, Pulis Kotane and uh, Mr. Winning Coach, Gavin Hunt. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Let's get out of here. Ciao, Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. This is CliffCentral.com.